It's that time again. It's time for the VCB Podcast with your hosts, Jason Smith and Ronaldo Villarreal. Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. As we close out another year of the VCB Podcast, Ray and myself want to wish everybody a happy, happy holiday. And more importantly, a happy new year. And we'll talk a little bit about expectations for this podcast this next year, 2024. But before we could do that, I got to bring in the man, the myth, the legend, Ronaldo Villarreal. What's up, Ray? How's it going, Jason? Here we are, man. Oh this gosh. is it. It's been it's a rough de- one. It's already December. Gosh, I remember December last year and talking about resolutions and things like that and seeing what, you know, things have come true and what things are still in the works. Yeah. <laughs> but it is crazy. I'm like, where did time go? Time flies when you're having fun. Yes. And growing. And and growing. <laughs> and when we're growing, that makes it fun. So it goes by really fast. Yeah. Nathaniel had his first uh, winter performance uh, this last weekend or last week and uh seeing him this year versus what he did last year tremendous growth yeah this kid was center literally center stage uh singing his his little heart out you, yeah, that's he, awesome he was like i can actually literally hear him singing his christmas song and he's just dancing and everything and it's it's crazy to just to see the the growth in one year for for him and that's the amazing thing about parenthood mm-hmm. is watching the growth of our children. Yep. Um, it gets harder, Ray. I always tell you that. I always <laughs> yeah, tell you that. I'm like, seeing it. <laughs> I got three in high school right now, Ugh. one in junior high, and it's just, it's completely different. Like I hear you tell your stories and it, it reminds me of the yesteryears and, and what the kids used to be. But at the same time, it's like, and I'm enjoying it. Don't get me wrong. I'm enjoying it. But I already have one that has made me a grandpa. So I'm I'm also knowing what's coming, right? This is the mm-hmm. end. They're going to be wanting to leave the nest and it's it's hard. It's yeah. hard, you know, to see them grow up sometimes. Yep, yep. Yeah, mine still can't leave yet, so I'm happy about that. Yeah, you got time. Enjoy it. So that's what I'm trying to tell you like yeah. you already are enjoying it, but just take a few extra moments to take it all in and hold on to it cuz it's it's fast, bro. It goes fast. Oh, definitely. Yep. Just like the year. I just, I mean, like, just this year, it just, it started off rough for the mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. It started off rough. And when you start off rough, it just felt like we never got our legs this year. I'm going to be honest with everybody. I'll be completely transparent. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Nothing ever is perfect. You just got to keep pushing forward. And I think you and I both have did that. Yes. Um, but I'm more, when you have years like this, I get more excited for what's coming. Exactly. Because we have a time to hit the reset button now. Mm-hmm. And kind of just start off new. We got a fresh new logo. Yeah, I love it. I love you got it. some stickers too for it. You got some stickers too. So, so if you want a sticker, come yeah. to, come to the podcast and you might get a sticker. Well, hey, I mean, it might be some good motivation. Like, <laughs> if you guys want a sticker? Why don't you guys email us a question mm-hmm. that we can answer? Oh yeah, forgot about that. Right. Mm-hmm. And the motivation there is maybe we can hand out a sticker for that. Yeah, pretty dope. Or a sticker to the best question. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the best ah, question. We'll figure it out. But either way, send us a question. Communicate. Yeah. Participate. Communicate. I think that's the one thing we're going to focus in on next year is is finding ways to get you guys to be uh, 
more interactive, participate, ask questions, yeah. and even make some some guest appearances and actually come on the podcast and tell us your experience with Valley Center for the Blind. Yeah, because this this um ooh, what was that? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, this weekend you know we had um you know a little gathering with some of our clients here mm-hmm. and. Uh, you had one, we have one individual out there that listens to our podcast and he came up and, you know, said, you know, I love listening to your guys' podcast cause it's, it's inspiring. I know who it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, yeah. And it's always good to, you know, hear that for us because, um, you know, we, we, we don't always get those interactions as much, but, uh, it, it keeps me motivated to keep doing these things and, uh, appreciate every time people do that, come in, come in person or, uh, look forward to people, you know, sending us emails and stuff like that and, and um, you know, on Facebook and things or YouTube. So. And on the way back here to record this episode, um, Crystal stopped me in the hallway mm. and just got done working with a client. And she was like, hey, she listens to the podcast and she loves oh. it. It's motivating. So there's two. Well, I know technically three mm-hmm. people that have consistently told me thank you for yes. this podcast. So, um I hope everybody feels that way and and I hope that we can continue to make a difference in your life and inspire you to continue to go down your path and find your place um, in our community, in our society and become successful. That's what we're about. Definitely. So speaking of that real quick too, like uh, the the year is ending. Mm -hmm. So VCB is going to be shutting down for a week. Closing, not shutting down, closing. Shutting down sounds scary to me. Well, it does. Okay, well, so does closing. <laughs> we got it w- w- without context. Taking a break. Without context. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Break. Yeah, we're going to be taking a break. Well said. Yeah. Yes. Closing, shutting down. Like mm-hmm. erase them from your thoughts. Okay, we we are we are. Taking I forgot a, it. We were taking a break. Taking a well <laughs> deserved break. break. Yeah. And so, uh, as of December twenty second, which is a Friday, um, that will be the last day before the break. So if there's anything that you need to uh, make sure that you take care of by calling Linda or Matt or myself or Ray or whoever your contact is, your instructor, it could be Crystal, Martel, Tom, Alvin, et cetera. Everyone. Everyone. <laughs> make sure that you do that because for a week, there'll be a break and we will be back on January 2nd, 2024. So put that on your calendar, January 2nd, 2024. 2024. If you need some some canes. Come on, come down here before the twenties, uh, before right. the break. Because you need anything, anything, <laughs> anything. <laughs> <You need> anything. <laughs> I know that that happened one year. It's like somebody's unfortunately traveling, and they their cane broke in the at the train station, and they needed to come down. They hadn't, they weren't a client or anything. They just like I'm traveling, and somehow my cane broke, and I need to still go to my final destination. Can I buy a cane off of you guys? Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I helped. I helped one of uh, our. Um, employees friends mm-hmm. who had the same kind of situation i just happened to have an extra one yes and i said here just take it you yeah, know so i have you know i like to collect them i'm a little bit of a collector oh my gosh i'm <laughs> I'm, I'm running low on mine actually to be honest with you uh, I've, um so yeah but during the holidays you know we're all doing travels and we all need that spare cane so yeah <laughs> just shouting putting it out there yeah, so so just keep that in mind, mark that on your calendar because it is important and we don't want you to be left without for a week. So, Or make sure that there's anything that you need or you feel like you need to be taken care of, make yeah. sure it's done by the 22nd. Can I do a little little plug though? Sure. If there is something that you're in need and the center is closed, you also can still use the DEP uh, resource line. Well played. <laughs> the Disability Equity Providers line. They will still be open during the break. Uh, shout out to that team. Thank All you right, very my much. Fi- my, my final pop quiz of 2023 for you, Ray. What's the number? 
888-468-9115. Dude, he passed. <laughs> he passed. He did it. He did it. Oh, don't ask me in a week. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that's 1-888-468-9115. The DEP line will be open. They could help you in so many different ways. Ray, kind of share a little bit what they can expect from DEP. So the DEP team is always growing with resources and uh, support for our clients and anyone Mm -hmm. just in general. You know, we never turn away a call. And so some of those resource supports could be, you know, as of like, where can I find a cane? You know, because, you know, my cane broke or I need some, you know, you know, unfortunately, we've had calls where people say, I just need a place to, to keep warm. Uh, for yeah. the day. So they'll have information on the nearest warming shelters during this, this cold season. Um, you know, we've had rain issues before where floodings occurred. So we've um, been able to find resources to support our disability community on providing, you know, sandbags and things like that in the yeah. areas that need. So uh, food, um, food, uh, food, support, drives. food, food drives, food mm-hmm. support, even gifts, needing gifts for the holiday. Oh, okay. uh, so they can find local areas to f- uh, support people. Um, that are in need so coat drives things like that so excellent and if they don't have that uh, information that you're looking for don't 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 fret they will do the research they are your your go-to research people too so they can help awesome. you out that way awesome awesome a lot of things to look forward to it's pretty amazing uh, and real quick uh, next week on tuesday the 19th mm-hmm. we are going to be going live On Facebook. So if you're not a part of Facebook, make sure that you go to our Facebook page, Valley Center for the Blind, right there on Facebook. Follow the follow the the page and stay up to date. You can ask questions. It'll be a QA style uh, show. Mm -hmm. And we haven't nailed down for certain reasons of who's actually going to be hosting. I know Ray will be one of the hosts for sure. So Ray would definitely be there. Um, and but just stay tuned. It'll be at 1:30. Yes. On Tuesday the 19th, we'll be going live on Facebook. You guys could go ask any questions live. You could send it in early. Um, but just make sure that you, you tune in. We're really looking to engage with you this holiday season and answer your questions. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those those questions. Uh, I'm trying to uh, lock down our executive director as well. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we're we're pushing forward. We're, we're trying to get that all ironed out and lined up. So make sure you tune in. You're not going to want to miss it. doesn't matter who's going to be in front of the camera. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a great one. It's going to be a fun one. You know, and, and we just want to remind everybody, I mean, all of this is possible because of your guys' hard work and your inspiration in the community. And if you're already a donor and you're listening to this podcast, we want to thank you. And we want to let everybody know that opportunity is always at your fingertips. You can go to myvcb.org. Go to myvcb.org. Look for the donate button. You can do a one-time donation or you can even apply and do a monthly donation um, at, at a cost that works for you. Exactly. Yep. All right. With that said, I think we're going to go ahead and jump into VCB stories. Am I missing anything? I think, it, I think we're pretty good. Yeah. I it's the last good. one of the year, and it's just, like I said, it's been a, it's been a roller coaster ride. But nevertheless, uh, it's been a fun one, and we look forward to next year, 2024. But with that said, we're going to head into our ending conversation with someone I, who I think is just, he's fantastic, right? <laughs> uh, I mean, this, this guy is just nonstop, just, he's, he's crazy. He's a little crazy, he's a little fun, yeah. he's a little bit of everything. Yeah, he tries to be independent. He tries to be independent, you know. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned for some VCB stories. 
It's that time again. It's time for VCB Stories. The segment where Ray and myself get to talk to one amazing individual and get a story of something inspiring, something educational, or something that just fits our community. So without further ado, I'm going to be handing the mic over to the one, the only, (laughs) Ronaldo Villarreal. What's up, Ray? No, what's up, Jason? How's it going, Jason? Wait, wait. Am I the am I the fantastic, amazing guest this week on VCB Stories? I, you know what? <laughs> yes, and and this time I am this year this this year. Wow, this time's host. So I got to be quiet. <laughs> welcome, Jason. So hard for me to be quiet. Well, <laughs> thank you, Ray. I appreciate that. <laughs> thank you very much for coming on uh, our VCB podcast and um, sharing your story about a journey that you took this year and an accomplishment you just um, per, um, were able to do um, this last past month, correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, man, time is flying by. Yeah. So uh, we are getting an opportunity to flip the roles here. Yes, and, and, and it's different. It's <laughs> a little different. So having me do the interviewing process, Jason was like, just treat it as like how you do uh, a job interview. Right, like, man. It's just so question, different. question and answer. So different. <laughs> so, but anyways, I'll just get straight to it. You know me, yeah. I'm always just get straight to the point. Let's get this, this going and, and get some wonderful conversation going. So Jason, let, let's talk to the audience about, you know, your journey and uh, regarding project Athena, right? Athena. That is correct. Project yeah, Athena. Athena. So, um, first of all, I've heard about this this project or this 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 uh, wonderful thing. Yes. You know, well, um, uh, a couple of times uh, already from different individuals, but mm-hmm. uh, never had an opportunity to sit down with somebody and and walk me through this process of Project Athena and what it is and what goes into it. Um, I got an opportunity to see you this year. Um, practice and train for it so can you share with the audience what this is project athena yeah so i mean i I can't start the conversation without giving a big shout out to sarah harris who's the president of our board right now Mm -hmm. for valley center for the blind she's also a major part of what everything that's going on over to ricb as well and all the other ccb and all the other stuff that she's into Mm -hmm. and our very own shanir derrick as well who you know he's our handy ride uh, correspondent who just actually got an award from Fresno. Big shout out to them anyway, right? Because yeah, they're, they're the they're ones doing great things. Yeah, they yeah. they really are. They're really impacting the community. But they're the ones that brought this to Kenny and I. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys remember Kenny Classell. He's been on the podcast, I believe, one time. He's he's a avid runner who just qualified for the Boston Marathon as well. Yes. Um, get so big on. shout out to Kenny for that. We got to yes. we got to get him in and talk about that experience too. Exactly. Yeah. But. Um, they, they approached us and, and many times about it. Uh, we had our very own Jeff Willis, who's also went through Project Athena. Shout out to Jeff. Big Jeff. What's Take up? Care. Appreciate you, Jeff. You know, um, and there's a story behind that, but I'll let him tell it. We'll have to bring mm-hmm. Jeff on to tell that story. It's pretty funny. Um, and so Kenny and I were talking because we do a lot of stuff outside, you know, VCB, and we do some things. And we were like, hey, this is something that we want to go tackle. So we contact Sarah and Shanir and... Not only did they give us the information we need, they're like, you know what? We're going to go and support you. We're going to go with you, and we're going to go on this journey together. So all four of us got to do this. So big shout out to them. And, you know, it's pretty simple. Um, You go to projectathena.com, and you fill out the application. And there's there's several different questions about um, what you had to overcome. 
So Project Athena, basically, it's not just for blindness. It's for anybody that has had to have a tragic setback. Something happened in their life that um, tragically set them back. Uh, I met so many amputees, people that have uh, survived cancer, um, hip and arthritis surgeries. So it, there's, a, there's a plethora, I love using that word, a plethora of things that you can go through that qualifies you. Mm-hmm. And if they select you, they pay for the whole thing. Okay. Uh, for your first time. Yes. Right. So if you're if you're a, a woman, you get to go in as an Athena. If you're a guy, you get to go in as a Zeus. So Zeus. Kenny and I went in as Zeus's. Wow. Uh, Sarah and Shanir are actually goddesses for life. They've done several events. So Project Athena does a um, harbor to harbor in San Diego. You can walk. There's one walk for 26 miles, another walk for 56. Ooh. They have a rim to rim Grand Canyon adventure, which is not they won't take us. On that one, it's very, very dangerous. They hike at night. Not the ideal situation yeah. uh, nah. for, for you know, us. Uh, yeah, understandable. We have to be careful. Yeah, most yeah. definitely. Yeah. And then they have Keys to Recovery, which is the from Key Largo to Key West is the one we did. Oh, down in Florida, right? On the Key West area. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. From Key Largo to Key West. It's 120-ish miles kayaking and biking across the Keys. Kayaking and biking? Yes. Okay, that is extreme. It, <laughs> at least it for was. me no it, no it trust me dude it's it's intense yeah. it's intense so obviously kenny and i got qualified for it so it was cool yeah so um why don't you share a little bit about like what what was well i guess you, you your motivation was just to uh you know do something new for yourself right and and what what else motivates you like outside of just sarah and and engineer um what what made Jason say, okay, finally this is going to be my year to do it? So those who know me best, right? I I literally want to always give back, um, mm-hmm. especially since I found Valley Center for the Blind. It's it's really opened up, no pun intended. It's opened my eyes to a whole new world, <laughs> and or closed them to a whole new world. However you want to look at it. And um, uh, before I started working here, I started a, a project called Independently Blind, mm-hmm. a YouTube page. Uh, Kenny helps me with that now. And the idea is for us to educate, advocate, motivate, and inspire people to live an active, independent lifestyle, mm-hmm. right? To get out of their comfort zone, to get out the house, try something new. It doesn't have to be a crazy 120-ish mile trek across Key Largo and all the way into Key West or anything, but it could be simply a, a walking group, uh, you know, try running, try exercising, you know, find a, find some type of, of activity, some sport you do. And we just don't want to talk about it. We want to be about it. Right. So last year, our adventures, we went to Universal Studios and did a, a Halloween Horror Nights. Two blind guys going around doing Halloween Horror Nights. That was a fun one. Yeah. But this year we wanted to push it more. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed a kick in the pants because it's I've been inactive as far as athleticism for a long time. So this was an opportunity for me to get back into shape. Yeah. So that was one of the many key factors on, on why we decided to do this trip. And it just sounded fun as heck. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. sounded fun as heck. Yeah. Uh, tiring and, and a lot of work, but fun as heck. Kayaking and a bike ride. Yeah. For, what is it, three days you said? Three days. Oh, my god. In three days, yeah. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yep. So t- to walk me through, so you did the application mm-hmm. and you got, a, you got accepted. So, and this, um, you actually did the... the the, is it like I'm called a marathon or what is it? How's it called? What do they call it? Uh, a, tr- a dual, dual line. You got or, to, 
Which yeah. one are you talking about again? Well, the Project Athena. So you, what is it called? Like, is it, it's, it's an not adventure. A, it's not it's, a it's, marathon. It, it's, it's an it? adventure. So you got to do the mm-hmm. adventure this November. Yeah. So from give me the timeline when you got approved, mm-hmm. and then I know that you had to go through a training process. What, yeah. How did that go? And, and, that, and that's the big gray area. So after we, after we were accepted, there was this long period of waiting for emails and waiting for what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and quite honestly, it's a process. And, and anybody who decides to do it and gets accepted, feel free to reach out to me, Kenny, Sarah, Shanir, anybody who's been a part of it will help you understand the process. Because it, it can, it's a lot. Some of it's a lot, like the paperwork and, and all that. But once you get all that down, they start having Zoom call meetings right around the end of June. Okay. And right around July, it was like the day at July 3rd to be, it might've been the day before 4th of July, uh, you get your training schedule mm-hmm. and the training schedule is intense, intense. And I remember looking at the training schedule going, my goodness, a four hour row. And for us, you know, uh, Kenny and I, who and Shanir and Sarah, I think Shanir and Sarah weren't sponsored this time. So I don't know if they were part of that. I, I, we would have to ask them, but Kenny and I had to follow the schedule. Because they're paying our way, right? They want to make sure if they're paying for you, you're in the right physical condition to do the trip. Right. But we don't have access to kayaks all the time. I mean, I've been kayaking. I do it with adaptive, right? So I know how to kayak. But we're talking like four-hour rows inside a gym on a row machine. Yeah. Uh, To be honest, I didn't do a four-hour row in the row machine (laughs) in the gym. I I made it about three. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's a different type of training. But um I'm working those kinks out too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm going to try to find ways to train differently for it for the next time, but it's. There is going to be a next time. Oh, there's definitely going to be a next time. And in fact, I mean, again, I, I want to do it just because I want to better what I did this last time. It's not a race. It's, it's just personal, right? It's just right. continuing to challenge yourself and the trip is worth it. And it's a great organization to support. So um, as far as that goes, yeah, I plan on doing it again. And, you know, I'm bringing people with me, uh, pulling back the current a little bit, uh, people who know, Back in 2018, my wife got sick mm-hmm. and she went through tragedy, like one of the biggest yeah. tragedies I've ever witnessed or been a part of in my life. Um, and I think she's going to tackle it next year. So I'd definitely be going to support her anyway. That's awesome. Yeah. So we want to go and help support. And the way that Shanir and, and, and Sarah. Sarah did, we want to continue to pay that opportunity forward as well. Yeah, pay it forward. Right. But yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Uh, we'll raise money. You could fundraise and stuff. So yeah, you know, and they give you the opportunity to do that. They set up the profile and and make that all possible. So yeah. Yeah. So there'll Great. be a, a fundraising campaign coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Always supporting the community. Yeah. So, so this, so four hour rowing training mm-hmm. process, biking, wh- biking. Like two hour bike rides on the, on the stationary bike inside the gym. Yeah. Yeah. How, how were there times that you were like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this or like your process through the training. Like, did, were there a point where like, skepticism or, or not skeptic like worries that you weren't going to be able to perform um for me personally humbly no um i'm i'm i challenge myself i've always challenged myself especially when it comes to athletics and, and things like that i've always had this i mean in fact i probably put too much in it my, my biggest concern was maybe training trying to train too hard and hurting myself <laughs> right. to be honest um so i had to be really careful and dial it back a couple of times because i get real ambitious and right. Like I share with Kenny and everybody, it's not a race, right? So it wasn't about whether or not I wanted to be first. first. I just didn't want to hold anyone back, right? I wanted Mm -hmm. to train and take it seriously enough. That's the way that I am. And I just wanted to be with the pack. Yeah. If that makes sense. And uh, 
thank God I trained. <laughs> <laughs> well, because honestly, I, like I said, I've, I've known about this or at least known that you were participating this year in training. And, yeah. and again, I started seeing it like, of course, when you were doing, um, you know, work, you know, work schedules here, you know, yeah. you, you were taking your lunch breaks yep. and, you know, you were walking over to the gym that's luckily conveniently close to our, our agency yep. and training every day, every day, twice a day, twice a day. Yeah. I hit it at my lunch and hit it at night. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah. Like for me to think about it, you know, yeah. Nathaniel says I, I, I have a jiggly belly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I still do a little bit. <laughs> so it's just like thinking about like, that's yeah. a lot of commitment, my friend. And I, yeah. I applaud you for that. And then also seeing you get an, a chance, you know, at adapted sports, you know, actually physically doing kayaking yes. and, and, and being able to do that. So, yes. um, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, so, um, let's, it, so the journey of the training process, was there anything else you had to do to prepare for, you know, as a, let's, let's talk about it as a blind, um, in a blind low vision individual to prepare for this trip. Just like anything we do, right. Communication is key. So being able to communicate with the project Athena team, uh, we've helped them out understanding that the training peaks app that we use is not fully accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, we're continuing to actually work with them. Kenny just met with them, on December 5th and and we're going to be in continuous talks with them on trying to find alternative, alternative training apps that they could use. That'll be adaptable for the blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're so open to it. They're so amazing about it. You know, uh, they want to work with us. They want to talk with us. They want to be better at that. And just like everything, everything's got to be limited because it's not just the blind community, right? Amputees. And, and so they're, they're learning that they're going to have to either boost their team up or, limit certain things because they have to have the capacity to support. Right. But, um, we were working with them on that. And, um, uh, it outside of the communication process, you know, you have to listen to the coaches, mm-hmm. right? So it, it really kind of adapts to what Valley center for the blind does in, in, in a lot of ways. You got to com- be communicative. You got to learn to speak for yourself, advocate for yourself. Hey, I need this. I need this. I need this. Not only to yourself, but to the people that are going to be helping you and, and coaching you along, mm-hmm. as well as patients, right? Because Kenny and I, we, like I said, we don't have kayaks. We don't have kayaks on our trucks because we don't have no trucks. <laughs> we don't have no trucks because we don't have a driver's license, right? So right. we're not going to the lake every day or every weekend. Mm-hmm. So we had to make sure that we figured out ourselves how we were going to prepare our bodies for such an excursion because it is, it is a lot. It's intense. Right. And I'm not, I'm never going to shy away from that. Now that I've done it, I can let you know if it's something that you want to do, you got to train. Mm-hmm. And, but the cool part is, is nobody's left behind. Yeah. It's the mentality of the project. So it's not a race. So even if you're struggling, you're having a bad moment, someone's going to come up, push you, tow you, pull you along. They'll be your strength. Right. But you know, again, when I heard that, I was like, okay, I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> that's just that's just the way I'm wired, right? Right. I so get that. just patience and communication. It's yeah. what are probably the two biggest things as people that have disabilities that we have to do. We have to be patient and we got to communicate. Right. Well, that that just goes without saying, you know, a lot, you know, with like you said in our community, you yeah. got to be able to communicate. And so, did you get a a coach like a a personal coach to help you through this process or do they group it like instructors, you know, like, so when you're going to the gym, you know, I'll get, I'll move forward, but mm-hmm. just curious myself, yeah. did they give you like a personal trainer or, or an agenda and you check in what, like you said, you were saying zoom calls before as well. So. Yeah. So it's, it's the, it's the agenda. 
right? Mm-hmm. So on Training Peaks, um, I was able to access and figure out what the exercise of the day was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I used my Apple Watch, shout out Apple Watch. <laughs> and it did communicate with the Training Peaks app. So mm-hmm. it would update that I did the exercise. I just, it just wouldn't like measure distance. It wouldn't measure, you know, and that helps them see, um, that helps them understand, like, are you doing enough? Are you doing it at a pace? Are you going to be ready? So right away when he noticed that, uh, shout out to Eric. He's the, he's the trainer for project Athena. Mm -hmm. He contacted uh, Kenny, myself, Shanir, and we all got on a zoom meeting and we talked out a plan on how we were going to communicate with him every week through email, letting him know what our numbers were. Right. And then it was up to us again to communicate with whoever we needed to, to help us get that data mm-hmm. off the machines. Like how far did it say we rode? So he could do the math and figure out how many strokes per minute we were doing. Wow. Or, you know, bike was a lot easier to measure, mm-hmm. um, especially at planet fitness. If you're low vision, their bike machines are amazing mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. But yeah. So, I mean, it's just a, a lot of communication, but no, no personal trainer in the gym. You had to push yourself. Wow. So a lot of, self-motivating and, and yeah. understand what your, your, your goal is. We, you know, we talked about smart goals here yeah. at the agency. Absolutely. <laughs> so you had a, you had a, in a sense, a smart goal. You had a, a, a timeline, yep. you know, you were being measured every, every week, mm-hmm. you know, on your progress. You was, you're making a realistic goal for yourself and you know, it seemed like it was attainable. And, you know, you, of course you had the subject, you know, and they set up a WhatsApp too. So you, wow. you're, okay. you get to, you have yeah. an opportunity to get to know everybody that's going in on and the how trip many people, and you motivate, you, you motivate each other. That's a good thing. You said that how many individuals are participating in this, <sighs> in your group that you just came from? I'm trying to remember how many started. Some people obviously didn't make the trip, but mm-hmm. I think there was 30, as far as like um, Athena's, I think Athena's, you know, and Zeus's that were there for the first time, mm-hmm. I think the number was around eight or nine. Okay. Uh, but total with, uh, they, they call them goddesses and goddesses and trail angels. It was about 30 plus of us wow. on the trip. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So a good amount of people. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a lot of amazing, inspiring people, dude. Yeah. It was really cool. Well, Let's get into it then. Yeah. You, you finally completed the training and it's, it's, I, it was November, mid-November. Yeah. So, Cause I yeah. remember this around dying in the dark time. Yep. Um, so you're, you're flying out. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. <laughs> I heard about a little bit about some weathering. Yeah. <laughs> we, la- we landed in a hurricane. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> it's it's like, oh my gosh. So tell me your experience then, you know, you know, um, flying, uh, was, was flying for your first time? Probably not. It's right? not my first time that I, that I've flown. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is the first time that I was that far away from California. I mean, uh, we're talking about way on the other side of the United States, States, man. It was it was it was different. Independently traveling as a blind individual. Yeah, yeah, and it went really well. Um, if you talk to me, it it went really well. If you talk to Kenny, um, I'm sure <laughs> he'll, he'll 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 I'll go ahead and, and pull the curtain back on that too. I I left water in my water bottle going through TSA. Oh man! <laughs> and Good Kenny job. was yeah yeah Kenny Kenny reminded me. What do you do? Leaving water here was pretty funny. But oh. outside of the water in my bottle, the travel went well real well. We were well um, taken care of by Southwest. Mm. We flew out of San Jose, mm-hmm. so um, Southwest Airlines and and they really did take good care of us. Yeah. No no problems with the flight getting through TSA, getting to our gate. Was it a direct flight? No, we, we stopped in Nashville, but we didn't have to leave the plane. What? Yeah. Okay. So we landed in Nashville to unload and then load some people up. Then we flew off to Fort Lauderdale. Wow. You're lucky. I, I, I don't know, man. Cause sitting there for six well, plus yeah, almost true. seven you hours. Stretch your feet. Wait, oh, oh, they didn't let you off because you had, you, oh, okay. Yeah. 
we stayed yeah. on the plane. I mean, we could have stepped and walked around, but you know, when you're visually impaired, you kind of just, you know, there was a lot of, it was fast. And, and typically when you do, when you, when you do a layover, you get to grub on some food in the airport. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah. All right. I'm just talking about my own travel times and things like I did before, but anyways, yeah. this is your story. That's all good. It's <laughs> fine. It, no. And, and it, like I said, the funny part was landing in the hurricane and we didn't realize it was a hurricane until later that night. Yeah. Jeff called me and told me, that you know he's like i'm looking at the weather right now and it's like it's crazy and <laughs> this is when jason's supposed to be and i was like oh shoot. Uh, it was <laughs> the craziest thing i've ever seen and uh and speeded up a little bit you know uh Shanir and sarah came in later they flew mm-hmm. from fresno they had layovers and yeah and uh but we were still up so we went to go say what's up at their hotel room and mm-hmm. and uh Shanir's like let's go with me to take barney down to go to the restroom we're like all right you know and because bernie just got dry because he was soaked his guy duck his guide dog, yeah, Barney the guide dog. So we we go out to the front lobby, and and I think Kenny or someone made the comment, "Oh, it wasn't raining that bad." <clears throat> I've never seen that much <laughs> rain coming down Ray. Uh, the palm trees were almost touching the ground. <laughs> it was. We were like, "Whoa!" And just just to let you know, like, so where we started was Fort Lauderdale. That's where we all met. Mm-hmm. But the the excursion starts in Key Largo, which is like two hours away. So in Fort Lauderdale, just that night, they had seven inches of rain. Key Largo had 16 inches. <laughs> double. Yeah. More than double. Yeah. So that's what we flew into. It was pretty wow. pretty wild. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Well, you landed safely. Yep. You know, you got in your hotel. And so just tell me, you know, what's... I'm a person that I like. I like little details. The like little details. Just, you know, Alex always, you know, my wife always is like, tell me your experience. Walk me through it. Because I, I picture it. So we're trying to build an image for our audience right now about yeah. this trip. And it's like, so this, you know, day zero in a sense. Yeah. It's always day zero. Yep. So day one, you know, um, how's that go? Day yeah. day one, I mean, uh, we got to meet Eric the trainer and his wife, uh, Victoria, who are just flat out amazing. Uh, we also met Jerry. She runs the all the operations. And, and there was Daniel, who's a, a trail angel. But they, they spotted our luggage because we had the Project Athena tags on. So they had already grabbed our luggage for us, and they put us in the they, – they really took care of us. And day one, we had breakfast, and we got to meet a lot of the other con, uh, contestants or participants, mm-hmm. more better word for it. And then we got to split up into these vans. And, you know, it, it, the theme was, obviously, it was me, Kenny, Chenier, and, and uh, Sarah constantly together in the vans and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we also had, you know, some of the trail angels, the column and stuff in there. And trail angels, definition so, for that? So basically it's their volunteers, right? And, okay. and, and, and basically the organization is ran by ex-military, ex-firefighters, uh, and just uh, adventure racers, mm. right? Uh, the, the person who runs the whole thing, her name's Robin Benacasa. You guys can look her up on YouTube. She's a motivational speaker, firefighter, adventure racer. She was um, part of one of the number one adventure teams ever she holds guinness books of world records for kayaking uh, she's she's amazing she she truly is amazing she has an amazing story and she's an amazing motivator and and this thing she put together is just top notch so a trail angel is what they call blue shirts if you find me on facebook or whatever you'll see a bunch of people in blue shirts those are trail angels they're yeah. the ones that are pushing you motivating you uh for like kenny sarah Shanier, and myself uh they're the, you know, we had a tandem bike, so they were our pilots. Oh, so okay. things like that. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, then we had to drive, and then we had to drive, and it, it took us a while because of the, the, hurricane, the that, hurricane that came yeah, through. Just a little bit of weather. Yeah. 
So day one is, is really all about getting to Key Largo and then prepping. So we stop at a Publix and I, I would get shot if I didn't mention that Kenny thinks that Publix fried chicken is the most amazing fried chicken he's ever had, I guess. But um, so he liked that. But you get some food, some snacks. But um, if you're sponsored and you're a Zeus or an Athena, I mean, trust me, they feed you like <laughs> more food than you can handle. Oh, you got to have that energy to do it 120 miles. Yeah. 120 ish is what they like to say. I got a sticker that says 120 ish miles, <laughs> give or take. That's still, it, I, I give it credit to you guys. Yeah. 120 miles. That's yeah, a lot. It's a lot. So yeah, I got to get that fuel. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. so day one's all about learning how to set up your transition bag and for your transition bag, basically your kayak and biking. So day one is a kayak and a bike. And the last two days is your biking, kayaking, biking. So you have to transition several times into different gear to finish the race or not the race. I keep calling it a race. It's not yeah, a race. Just, it's an I adventure. It. It's, it's an, an adventure. adventure. Yeah. I, I get, Cause I think, yeah. yeah, I get that. So let me ask you this, you know, uh, you were fi- using physical exercise equipments in the gym. Yes. You know, and like, like you said, you don't have access to a kayak uh, regularly. Mm-hmm. Tell me the experience using those, you know, using the gym equipment versus actually using the, the, the you know, the actual equipment, the kayaks and the bikes in the, tr- um, have you ever rode a tandem bike? No, no. And, and it's a great question because um, there, there was a learning curve, small, very small in, in really, you know, their train trail angels have done it before. They're really good about, and again, it's all about communication, mm-hmm. riding on a tandem bike. It's all about communicating with each other, stopping and, and coming up with your code of when you're going to be turning, how to turn, you know, where the pedals are when you're turning left, right, we're going to stop. Um, and you pick that up pretty quick. If you have the right, I had a great pilot, uh, Mitch, he's a green beret. Wow. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you. And, um, uh, for a service. Yeah. Like he's, he's all military boy. Let me tell you military from head to toe. Um, but the difference between the reality of what we did in the training, um, I felt it more in the kayak. Mm. Now, while you're in the water too, that's some cold stuff right there. No, actually, the Atlantic's beautiful, bro. Well, I'm, if I'm used to the Pacific Ocean, oh, man, why. the Atlantic Ocean is some. It's beautiful, bro. I mean, the teals, the aqua colors, the the tropical fish you see. It just you know, if you have usable vision, obviously, but yeah. it it was so gorgeous. Um, but strength wise, no problem. Okay. I was strong enough. I felt good, but when it comes with kayaking all about technique mm-hmm. and you don't get that in the gym. Yeah. And, and that's why you can veer a lot with the kayak. Well, when you're, you're, you're tandem kayaking kind of like we did at adaptive, right? Yeah, so you, they have rudders too. Yeah. So you had, we were called the motors, mm-hmm. right? And um, just to let you know how the training went, Kenny and I were considered motors and we were good motors. So they, they, they trusted us. Well, I mean like we, we, <laughs> You we had enough it. skill and strength that they trusted us, whoever they paired us with to steer us, that we would be the strength and they would be the, the steerer. And, and, but they, they were relying on us to be strong paddlers, and we were able to do so. Day one, the water, I mean, it was the calm after the storm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the water was like glass. We did an eight-mile kayak, and it was like butter. Mm-hmm. Easy. I, w- I don't want to say easy. It's still kayaking. You're still working, but... Day two was a whole different ballgame. <laughs> Headwind, waves, and it was it was rough. Day two was rough, and you felt it in your shoulders. You're trying every part of your upper body, man. And and like they they told us, like, technique is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I plan on going this year. That's the goal. 
And I plan on kayaking a lot more, real kayaking. Find yeah. a ways to rent a kayak. Find a ways to, even if I got to talk to Randy at Adaptive and go up there more <laughs> and, and get in a, in a kayak and just get my technique down. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, you know, if you want to go, we could definitely work on building the strength. We can get you strong enough. But yeah. technique is a whole different thing. Yeah. 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 And especially because I, when I think of techniques, and, and, and it's probably, I don't know, you might have the same. I always think of technique as a visual thing, though. Like, because you have to understand. It can be. Because you, some of the times, and I've been watching videos, and they talk about, like, you know, the way to do a lift. You have to watch the form. Or yeah. how you do a golf stroke. Yeah. You know? So when I when you're saying techniques, it, that's a, like, it worries me a little bit because I'm, you know, considering this. Um, I got a good answer, too. <laughs> so how do, how, does, how do you approach that? Well, big shout out again to Randy and Adaptive Sports because, you know, they, they do teach you basic technique, right, and how the paddle should be held. So I at least had that going for me. Mm-hmm. But, again, they're, they're really thorough at Project Athena. And uh, in these meetings that we would talk, they kept us, and they started asking about, you know, how they – what would be work best as far as training because they know that there's a lot of times – so shanir has been a few times now, right? Yes. And, you know, there's times where they had to tell Shanir, hey, you know, your, your, your paddle's backwards or switch it this way, switch it that way. Because we mm-hmm. can't see that. Yeah. Right? Um, so we show came the logo. Up, <laughs> show the logo. But we gave, came up with the idea. So they took zip ties, right? So at the beginning, we, they gave us our oars and we got into our 90 degree angles and we held them up on our head. And she would come by and she would zip tie it by our thumb oh. and then tape it. So we knew every time that we grabbed the paddle where our hands should be. And as long as our thumbs were on the... The bumps, we knew our paddle was the right way, mm, Okay, which, which helped technique, right? Because yeah. now we know always our paddle is going to be at the proper angle. Right. Then after that, it's really muscle memory, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, so if you've never kayaked before and you're going to do this journey in your training, you know, uh, I'm, I'm personally going to go to REI because I know they, they sometimes hold classes. Mm. And I'm going to try to get involved with them and, and do some classes and work on my technique because in kayaking, it's muscle memory, Right. It's how you're shifting your your legs and your back and your arms all in a certain way and using your obliques. And if you develop that technique, your endurance is better. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm going to be transparent. I was all upper body, bro. Like yeah. I, I didn't have the proper lower technique. I kept trying, but I relied on using all upper body strength. And that's why I was sore and very fatigued at towards the end of each kayak. Yeah. But again, you know, technique, it can be visual and the part that I feel with kayaking that's visual, they did a great job of communicating with us and we all devised a plan that worked that took the visual out of it, I feel like. Mm-hmm. And if anybody knows Chenier, they do strong as heck. Yeah. And that, that guy was, a, talk about a motor, he was more like a speedboat. Um, <laughs> and I think, you know, because he was, he always had his oar in the right position. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, there is visual things to technique, but if you figure those out, by advocating for yourself and thinking outside the box and working with others to figure out how we could correct those visuals, the rest of it's just body mechanics. Right. Awesome. Okay. Well, again, uh, you know, it's, this is, I'm just picturing this and now I'm just seeing you guys all kayaking through the Atlantic or the key, you know, the the water and, and, and so how about biking? I, I heard a funny story last year. 
Okay. Well, no, it's funny. You talking about Jeff's story? Yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll leave it for Jeff. They, they, they brought up Jeff's story too. <laughs> That's why I wanted we to make. There, I want to talk about that. I started yeah. busting up because they. Well, we had. I'm not going to say what it is. We'll let Jeff do it one day. But uh, <laughs> when they brought it up, I started laughing because I knew exactly who they were talking about. Um, but yeah, that that's very uncommon mm. to be honest with you. Poor poor Jeff. Yeah. Um, but but it it can happen. Mm-hmm. And the biking for me was the easiest for me, outside of the fact that the bikes we had were probably not the best, and they're working on that too. In fact, Kenny's working on some of his connections to see if we can get better bikes to Florida, mm-hmm. um, just because like they they need you know, tan, you just can't go rent a tandem bike. Yeah, you know, not too many people want to ride tandem. No. Um, so the, we're working on that, but I mean, your job when, when you're visually impaired on a tandem bike is you just got to be able to pedal. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about steering. You don't have to worry. You just have to pedal be, you know, in my legs, I trained really hard on the bike. That was the most easiest training, right? I just got on a stationary bike two, three hours at a time. Sometimes another eight miles, right? I was doing some of that. Uh, I went a couple of times to, uh, what do they call that? The biking classes, the cycling, the cycling or, classes, they call spin class, spin class, yeah, spin, yeah, right? And that's pretty intense. That that will help you too. And Florida, like it, they would say, like Florida hills, like they're not real like big steep hills. That we're not going up to the Sierras here, or, you know, hiking or biking up to Millerton or anything like that. This, these are just bridges, a lot of bridges. It's a nice scenery. Oh my gosh! You got to go on my Facebook and look at some of the pictures, dude. They're they're it's so gorgeous. Everywhere you turn, it's ocean and mm. it's teal and it's aqua. And there's birds and fishes diving in the water, and just it's just gorgeous everywhere. Palm trees. It's it's Florida. I've uh, never been to Florida. That's why. I'm- well, I know either have I, but it's just the the colors, the the smells. It's almost like you remember being on Calif- California. Kind of you went to to Disney, uh, mm-hmm. Disney California, and soaring mm-hmm. over California, yeah, and they have the smells, and you smell the ocean. Yeah. Like a four D experience. Smells just like that, dude. It smells just like that. You're like. You're in the you're in the Bahamas, man. Yeah, it was awesome. It was 80 degrees. It was it was beautiful. Wow. Um, but there was one trek that was hard. The hardest trek I think was they have a bridge that's called the Seven Mile Bridge. And yes, literally, it's a seven mile bridge. A bridge that's seven miles. Okay. Yeah, I mean you're just on the water, dude. Like the, the keys. <sighs> if you look at on the map, there's all these little like keys that stick out at the tip of Florida, and that's those are the keys. That's the Key West. And there's Key Largo and Key something. and key, I don't know all the keys, but, you know, you're going from Key Largo to Key West. And Key West has the southernmost tip of the United States mm-hmm. there. So, and that's your, one of your destinations. And, but the seven mile bridge, you, you can't stop. Like once we start, because you're, there's no bike lane. There's traffic. Traffic. You're, wow. you're going over this bridge and there's a three mile uphill on it. But it's not like an intense uphill. Like like when so we were doing the hill, incline. and maybe I'm saying that, so don't don't take my experience for your for your own. But I mean, because of my training and, and my amazing pilot, like we powered through that. Um, but the, the what gets in your head is it's, hey guys, for the next seven miles, there's no brakes. Like we have to tackle this. We have to put our heads down and go. If you get a blowout or a flat, hug the wall and wait for Reaper. They call him Reaper. He's the guy that always stays behind kayaking and biking and. He'll push you or fix your bike or whatever you need. Mm. He's the do-it-all guy. Uh, Army Ranger, by the way. Awesome dude. Awesome name. Yeah, it's pretty awesome, right? <laughs> uh, he's, he's a really awesome dude. I mean, there's some there's some funny people, dude. Like, there's some funny stories. I'll let other people tell those stories. But uh, it, some of the stuff I, I don't want to talk about is because you have to go experience it. Yeah. Let me put it this way. Every day there's a surprise. Well, They do a really good job. So if I told you all the things that we got to do and see, 
then what would be the point, right? Right. So it's part of the journey. Magic in there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that seven mile back ride was the toughest, but yeah, it was fun, real fun. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, I forgot what day we were on. <laughs> I'm guessing. Well, that we're, we're, we're we're kind of mixing the days up, to be honest yeah. with you. I mean, it's three days. I mean, so just real breakdown to to not make this podcast probably too long for anybody, but. I mean, like I said, we start off with the kayaks. It was beautiful. We did a 25-mile bike ride after that. That was brutal, um, but fun. And you, we ended up on the water, a hotel on the water, and um, which I don't know if they'll be able to do next year. That's why I'm saying it. And it was gorgeous. There's a picture of um, all of us on the dock, me, Chenier, like Kenny, Like an actual hotel Barney. on the water? Like, well, I mean, it's like literally if I walked out my room, there was a I was on a balcony that was over the ocean. Yeah. Wow. Literally like I got to see like a touchdown. There's like mantis. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. Um, and we had dinner, beautiful dinners, dude. Just, it was just so awesome. They had happy hour <laughs> for yeah. those who just wink, wink. You could, yeah. Yeah. No one got drunk or nothing. It was just, you know, have a couple of drinks, relax and go yeah, to bed. Yeah. yeah. Relax the muscles hour. a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and then day two, you start off with a bike and then you kayak another eight miles and then you bike another 15. Um, basically you you were averaging 40 miles ish a day. Wow. Yeah. Ish. Got to throw that yeah. ish in there. And day two, well, day two and day three, well, day two was hard because the, the weather conditions on the ocean. So would that be your day that you really had to challenge yourself then? Like, motor, like on the ocean for me? Yes. Yeah. But also the last day kayak too, because that was a 12 mile kayak. Mm-hmm. And longest. It was long and you were already sore. Yeah, and three days in already. And I would say it's more of a mental challenge, but that's the whole point. And you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not alone. And literally, like, we had a bad boat. For example, we had a bad boat. And instead of just, you know, they, they got an experienced person to come over, and we switched boats in the middle of the water. Wow. So me and the, the girl that was with me, we had to literally get out of our kayak in the middle of the ocean into another kayak. And we all had to do this weird swap. It was pretty awesome. But they, they make sure that they team you up and put you in, in situations to be successful, mm-hmm. but you're never alone. Yeah. They, if, if people, if you fall too far behind, we'll stop and wait for everybody to catch up and then we go. And we never get to the end of that, that leg what, what's alone. The, what's the timeline? Like, are t- like 8 a.m. start time? You know, what I time wish. <laughs> we were getting up at 4 o'clock every morning. Oh, man. Getting ready, grabbing our transition bags, putting our bags by the U-Haul. And giving it to the trail angels, the ground crew. And then you go and you have breakfast and you just got to slam, dude, carbs. I mean, donuts, bagels. I mean, trust me, they have a spread. You're not going to go hungry. Yeah, Bananas, fruit, cereal, donuts, bagels, uh, hard-boiled eggs. And you just eat as fast as you can. And then Robin comes up and goes, you know, you call this to kids. All right, kids, butts in seats by this or you don't get your gold star. And uh, you'll figure <laughs> out what gold stars are if you go on the trip. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things. And uh, so you just, by that time, you're on your bike, you're with your pilot, and they're like, okay, let's go. And you go from, we usually started right at sunup. So anywhere between 5 and 5.30, you're on the road, and we finished right around 5 o'clock. Wow. Yep. That's yep. awesome. Sun up to sundown, you are go, 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 go. And, yes, there is a lunchtime in between, but yeah, it's fast. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. This is just you know, I, I wanted to first say thank you very much for, you know, p- giving us this all, all in 
you know, giving us the experience, you know, through your, your, your experience, you know, um, but, uh, any, like you, so you finally, you know, finished that last trek, you know, mm. that last day. That last trek, but the, the final two miles was brutal because we kept having blowouts. <laughs> I was That's one of a, them. My bike got a blowout. Uh, two miles away from the southernmost tip of Florida, and it, we got bike problems, man. Oh, it was it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. So is there a finish line? There is a finish line, and I don't want to give too much away. Okay. Uh, the one thing I will say is there's no winner, right? It's yeah. the, there's a finish line, but it's not a race. So we start together. We finish together. That's awesome. And, and, and the biggest thing I could say about it, Ray, and, and you know me, and, and this is why I love it so much, because um, every, every morning it starts with a sermon. And when I say sermons, so for those who are not religious, I'm not, you know, it's not a religious sermon. Yeah. Uh, it may have, you know, some, some hints of, you know, spiritual. Yeah. But it's what it is, it's stories of those that came before us mm-hmm. that have done and overcome something that may be passed on or... Um, but every day you were, you were motivated, you were inspired and you were never alone. And the way that they do it, you feel it. It's not just something that they're telling you, you feel it. There's always some sort of symbolism or some type of connection and you, it it comes to life as you start your day. Mm. And that's the best way that I could put it without you experiencing it right you know is it work 100 oh, yeah. I, I just hearing you tell me right now yeah. it's like 120 ish miles yeah that's no joke but i had the time of my life right at the end of the and, day crossing that finish line i didn't care how tired i was i didn't care how sore i was i was like this was the one of the most amazingest experiences i've ever been on and you did it as someone with a visual impairment yes and i didn't do it alone I had, had three of my brothers and sisters with me, right? And a whole new family of, of amputees. Mm-hmm. And there's this girl named Kay. Kay is amazing. Uh, her second time doing it, she's a double amputee from the knee down. Oh. Or above the knee down, actually. And the first year, she was on a tandem. She trained so hard and beat up her body all year and biked all on her own, bro. Wow. it's awesome. It was, it was, everybody was cheering for her and it was just... You know me. I was bawling. I don't care. <laughs> I even I even said like I'm not gonna cry. I'm not. And I did oh really good God. until they would, said until you had to give your thing right. And then I, I sort of started. I couldn't even get my first. It, those who know me, I started my first sentence. Was, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it was amazing. Wow. Yeah. I, I recommend it to anybody who who wants to give it a whirl. Um. And 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 I'm just being honest. Just keep a couple things in mind. Um availability don't give up if you don't get selected the first year try again um the second part of it is be prepared to train your butt off yeah but you can always call me i'll help you yeah there's and like a, you, you said Shanir, sarah yeah jeff yourself now and kenny of yep. course there's so many people here in the central valley in, mm-hmm. in california that have done project athena and continue to you know participate in project athena that it, there is no short you know uh, a demand of support or, or, or support. So. Not, not at all. I mean, Sarah's really known for doing the Harbor to Harbors with people and, and mm-hmm. taking people from our community um, here and, and giving them that experience. And that's a great place to start. You want something, trust me, from what I heard, it sounds, Oh, it's just a 26 mile walk. I heard those walks are brutal, mm-hmm. right? But it's a great way to be introduced to project Athena. 
Yeah. I've heard that they're, they're run the same way, obviously a different adventure, but it's ran the same way. Right. So, um, and they're a little shorter, but yeah, I mean, if you want to start off in, in entry level in, in something a little bit more adaptable and accessible and, and they could handle that, those types of volumes of, of visual impairment more, mm-hmm. the Harbor to Harbors in, in uh, San Diego would be a great start. I mean, a good uh, story to share as well from Sarah. Yeah. So Sarah. Yep. Come on. Hop Sarah. On the- <laughs> this is your call, Sarah. This is your call. Uh, <laughs> I know you're not shy of speaking too. No, no, no. <laughs> She's like me. She's got the gift of gab. <laughs> got to shut us up. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could talk this all day. If yeah. we don't, if we don't cut it off at some point, we'll be here. Uh, yeah. For two and hours. I have to be remind, remind myself I'm the host this time. So I got to <laughs> watch this time. And it, this has been a wonderful, you know, um, uh, time spent on this, this journey uh, with you, Jason. Thank you, and, and, uh, any last things you'd like to share? the community yeah a couple a couple of things so number one um when it when it as it pertains to whether it's project athena it it don't have to be project athena right there's there's so many adaptive sports we have the skiing coming up obviously we're going to be doing the summer program where we go camping there's so many other opportunities around us that you could be a part of and if it's something you're interested in and you're looking for a little bit of extra motivation or someone to help you along the way or, or coach you and motivate you reach out to me, man, because it really, what it, what it truly is more than about just Project Athena, it's about our personal journeys and the things that we're going through and doing things like this and building community is how we get through it. Right. So uh, I want that to be a message. And the second thing I'd like to say is, you know, before we started this podcast, you were nervous. You were nervous <laughs> being, a, you nailed it, bro. You've done a really good job. So. Well. I see. I have you to support me and train me. <laughs> see, I was the AT trainer. You're right. my you're my community uh, or uh, what is it? Podcast public, or public, public speaking? Co- public or? speaking. There you go. And I, I need to go back to college and do that again. I'll do a better grade this time. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, uh, thank you again, Jason, very yeah. much, and thank you all for supporting us this year um, through, you know, 2023 and, and continue to support this agency and this, this podcast. And we wish you all a wonderful and happy holidays and a happy new years. And please, um, share this message because Jason's story was so amazing and we appreciate you all. And thank you again. Thanks, man. Well, thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next year.